You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, you know, it feels like I haven't seen you for like a year and a half yeah, or something. I know. It's like... Uh, Busy days. Uh, so much has uh, been going on, and we haven't actually gotten to a podcast for like a little bit. Uh, I was out of town. I went to uh, L.A. to see Belfast, um, and and it was a surprising... Uh, I don't know. It was it was a surprising effort overall. The movie, whether it was good or not, uh, right. like it was, it, it was a very surprising um, because uh, of who's in it. Like the the cast is kind of crazy. Um, I guess Dornan is getting like uh, <laughs> he can't make a movie anymore without people making fun of him. Right. Uh, which you know, fair enough. He deserves it frankly um but it's um oh god now i i've got like so many movies you got too it's, many uh, swimming in your head yeah so it's like a it's a brana movie right? right um which uh so he's very like hit or miss with me um i don't know what your Branagh. overall overall take on it, kenneth brana is um he is, I find all of his movies, even if I don't like them, I find them to be interesting, right? Um, right. They might be interesting, and I might, my reaction kind of might be, ugh, right. well, that did this, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he can get, I think, he can, if he's making the wrong thing, I think he just, like, gets too far into his head, right? And <clears throat> I think he got way too quick he's almost like a better version of like m night or something right like uh, too early on people were telling him that he was too he was awesome great. right and so i think at this point sometimes you know he really gets wrapped up in that yeah and some of his movies for me you know they're that they feel kind of pretentious and they're like he will take something that i want to be a good movie and you know it the movie will feel like it's just him going look how cool i am yeah. or whatever you know he just yeah. he has it but in other things uh i He's really great. i really like stuff yeah. that that he does right this one for me was uh really scary right <laughs> because it's like about his life it's right. about it's about him basically it, yeah the movie is about a little kid uh, in like about 1969, I guess, um, in Ireland, when basically uh, the Catholics and the Protestants decide, what if we just kill each other? Let's just go and, with it. Like, what are we stopping? Yeah. And it is, uh, <clears throat> it's the kind of movie where you watch this movie, and for a lot of people who are, you know, younger than me or us <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Sure. Uh, you know, really might think, wow, this is a weird, like, fictionalization of oh, yeah, right. craziness that happened because yeah. you just kind of so can't imagine this, right? This was day to day it, life. It is, yeah, a, yeah it, right. it's so weird yeah. where uh, uh, basically the movie is this kid who's like nine, 
and his parents, and then you get like his grandparents uh, too. But really, it's like him and his parents, and obviously, you know, like people are poor. Yeah. Uh, His dad basically goes for like a week or two weeks at a time to England to work. Yeah comes back for like the weekend or something then, up. then yeah. goes back yeah and uh yeah. it's uh so his dad is is uh jamie dornan his his mom is uh katrina bath which never had any idea that was how you say her name but yeah. i heard know. her say Same. her name <laughs> so that's it. so i've got that now going you know, for me right? now yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so that's uh great. so anyway um so she's his mom, and she is great in this. Uh, and actually, everyone in the movie is uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, especially his uh, his his grandfather is uh, man. It's Heinz. I can't remember his first name. It's like Kieran, I think. Heinz. Yeah. Heinz. Yeah. And uh, and he's awesome. And he's awesome in a role that is incredibly hard because it could go wrong super easy and he could just be like kind of too comical and, oh, yeah, and right. you know, right. whatever. Because yeah. he's like funny, weird grandpa, you right. know, sure. whatever kind of guy. Like yeah, 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 right, yeah. And, uh, and anyway, so this, like we're in, you know, poor Dublin street, right, yeah. in the neighborhood. <laughs> and basically at a certain point, like they barricade off both ends of the street. So this nine-year-old kid, and like it's 1969, not like 1840 right. or yeah, something, right. right? Yeah, they they literally barricade off both ends of the street and have like guards because on their block, uh, their block is like at least somewhat mixed, right? It's yeah. like some Protestants and some Catholics, and the overwhelming majority of the people on their street anyway are like uh look let's just all leave each other alone and i don't know what your deal is but so basically they have to you know they're like protecting the other people of their street and plus i mean you know the collateral damage of the crap that's happening right so they they just they they pull up the sidewalk which is kind of uh hilarious but there's (laughs) the, the the sidewalk is you know like these one or two inch thick, you know, concrete, sure. you know, squares. Yeah. And they just pull them all up and pile them all up <laughs> at the end of the street. And then they just, you know, boards and whatever. And they just throw all the shit and they have guards. And it is really weird if you watch it. I mean, I imagine it must be really weird for, you know, people who are not in the know at all yeah. to go, no, this is like exactly what happened. Right. Like this is literally his, he is this kid. This right. is exactly what happened in his life. And, uh, you know, what his dad did, what his mom right. did, uh, their kind of, uh, fighting relationship or whatever. Yeah. But so anyway, it's, it's, uh, very weird. And it's, uh, almost entirely in black and white there's like a little bit of color like at the beginning and end and whatever um but it's filmed in black and white and anyway uh so the movie is just about uh and this is what happens like (laughs) like there's no like i remember the day they pulled the sidewalks up (laughs) right right i mean yeah uh the movie is is literally just a very autobiographical thing of here's like maybe a few weeks in time 
And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, uh, I'm going to tell you what happens at the end because that's yeah. the only thing the movie is about. I, I mean, it's not like uh, the butler did it or something, but <laughs> but basically what it is is um, they decide to move. Right. You know, they leave. And, uh, and basically because uh, all this crap is happening, it's like you can hardly live there. Right. But also, it, you know, dad gets the opportunity to go to England and just have like an even better job right. if he's there. And it's like, you know, there's work, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like there's a place I can have money. Yeah. Um, you know, the kids can have like the, the house that they're going to give me to live in yeah. where the workers live, you know, has two indoor toilets. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's yeah. like all a big but do deal. they have any sidewalks? Down? The, the kids, yeah. you know, have their own rooms. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's a, right. like a big step up. It's a life upgrade. And, yeah. and mom doesn't want to do it. Yeah. You know, so and there's the strife and yeah. So there is uh yeah, you know, there's that, going on whatever and, and so basically it it ends when you know they leave and yeah. it's like the movie is basically here's like a few weeks before we leave right. and when the troubles really right. were acting up we're like yeah we're like really yeah. getting there um and it's also interesting uh this was just uh you know there was a press conference after the premiere and uh kieran hines was talking about uh so this is this is just kenneth Branagh's life and uh, and obviously the actors are, you know, Irish area yeah, right. people, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but Kieran Hines actually, who has a few years on Kenneth Branagh, but mm-hmm. he he grew up like a mile away. Right. Like right. <laughs> he's like I know exactly where that street Old is. Kenneth had it easy. We Let were me tell right you what here. We did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so at this exact time that the movie takes place, Kieran Hines is like eighteen instead of nine, or right. you know whatever it is. Uh, he's about that sure. much difference, but. But he is, you know, he's making this movie too, right. going, well, this is also my life. Like, yeah, right. I, I am now cast I in, in, a, yeah. in a real life movie that is That's actually kind of my own. That's interesting. So, yeah. so it was really weird. Uh, so anyway, uh, but the final result, and uh, I won't go on too much about it um, because you, you know, can't uh, argue with me. No. Um, it, was, it was really good. It Uh-oh. was uh, uh, so no. I give it an eight and a half. Um, oh, there's, good. Uh, I have a little bit of problem with it, and at some point you'll see it, and then we'll yeah. really dive into it or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But man, it was good. It wow. was. I definitely recommend it to everyone. Nice. But you probably have to know what you're getting into, right, for a movie like this. Yeah. Um, because it is just like a slow. Here's a family. Right. There, in a sense, is no plot, so you know, don't right. expect that. There's, right, you know, there's just here's a time and what right. happened, and you got to know you're in for that kind of movie, I guess, to be in the right mood for it. But it's really great, and uh, there's a part in it, and I'm going to uh, misquote Kenneth Branagh. Uh, from when we we uh, did this press conference because um, I don't know exactly what he said word for word, but um, there's a part in the movie. So Ma and Pa like kind of fight a lot, um, but you know not in like a bad way. Right. I mean, in like right. a normal people in way, norm- maybe right? right? Like yeah. um, they, you know, she is 
mad at him for various reasons right. and he's gone all the time and whatever. Right. And uh, they have some very like touching moments later. And at this one part, you're about three quarters of the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to this thing and they dance. Right. Yeah. And, uh, they're, they're dancing and Jamie Dornan actually starts singing or whatever, but they are at this like celebration type thing yeah. and they're dancing with each other. And there's this part where they like look at each other and it is one of the m- most actually earned moments in a movie mm-hmm. that I've seen at least in a long time. Yeah. Uh, right. If not ever. It is really weirdly well done. Yeah. Like it sneaks up on you and you go, no way, did that just work? Right. Yeah, like it's right. so, oh, uh, it was cool. very powerful. But anyway, uh, so the thing that was cool in this press conference, we were talking about that. Kenneth Branagh said something basically like, right. Um, he said, uh, he said something <laughs> like either uh, people in the audience, will have basically experienced that look right? or they will not be able to get anything out of that look or nearly as much right. out of that look. Um, and he was like, because uh, as much as I like to think that I can make people feel things yeah. by making <laughs> movies that they haven't experienced and they're just like re-experiencing it because they have it in their own arsenal. Right. Uh, not that I think right. I don't. I don't think that could you translate. That moment, to right? Know that moment. You, you have yeah. to. You have to have <laughs> That's that to pull from yourself uh, to really get the full reach of it. And you know, I well, I don't know because I I haven't been on both sides of that question, but I yeah. think you might be right. But I was it just was say, really really cool intellectually without having seen it. I I one hundred percent agree with that. You know, and that's not just saying the easy thing. The easy trope for our show is to always go and say, you know, one of our easiest gripes is when they put like kids in horror films and they're like, this kid has right, to do right. things that no kid would ever do right. unless they know how to do it. And they don't because they're kids. Right. And they can't act And it they can't figure because, it out because they right. have no, I mean, it's just the self-fulfilling prophecy. Intellectually, what, what Brana says, that makes perfect sense because there's so many things people miss, not in, just in movies, but yeah, in movies, but in life where they just look at something and like, well, I don't know what that is. Right. <laughs> I don't recognize that emotion or that situation or that resolving right. why feeling. Do, like, why would you have like? Why that does way? she well, like? Why does she seem happy right. there? Because I don't get what right. is happening in the whole and context. You get the brevity right? of a moment right. that might remind you know. There's all kinds of things, and I I think it's awesome. That's probably the perfect right. answer. Where he's like, if you get it, you get it. You right. Know? So. Right. And if you can't, you probably right. then it just can't, missed you. you right. Just, right. They look at each other. And you're like, oh. Uh, anyway, so that is a great movie. Go see that. That sounds great. That sounds really cool. Um, we got uh, we got like a couple other things, and uh, it's been a while, and now it's obviously that season. So we're going to yeah, run through some things, and you else. have not seen them. I don't. I mean, I was just but, thinking maybe I have or, seen or them at least I don't know I what you have or haven't seen I necessarily. Might, I might but I want to run through a couple of things yeah, just to it. give some ratings out because there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, okay, so one of them, and these are not really in order of release or anything but uh tick tick boom is out the new uh lin-manuel mandela movie yeah. that is basically like kind of a weird biography of the guy who made rent yep and it's like his life and then leading up to uh him getting something out to where he was noticed that gave him the chance right. to like make rent and then take over the there world or whatever right. yeah 
And uh, it's uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And so this movie, I, I like, I got to be completely honest to give you my rating here, right? Like, uh, musicals are not my thing, right. right? There are musicals that I like. Yeah, but that's and not the same thing. And the musicals yeah. that I like, some of them, like, I really like, yeah. right? But I am not really, like, a musical guy. Like, I can just go to any <laughs> musical and go, hooray for this, right? right. Um, <laughs> this is a really, truly, I think, odd movie yeah. that is, like, oh, taking a genre and then, like, there's some, like, whole third or fourth level meta things going on, yeah. you know? I mean, this is like, if you really love soap operas right, and then right. it's like a soap opera made by a soap opera star about soap operas right? right. and uh, like on and on and on down like this weird rabbit hole, right? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, for me, I, I bet a lot of people who love musicals are going to love this. For me, it was practically unwatchable. It is like, it is just weird. It is like such a weird thing. Interesting. And it's weird for me because it's about a guy making musicals, but then also it is itself a musical where people like both sing songs because they are songs and it makes sense in the moment that we're singing a song. Yeah. But... Also, when people <laughs> sing songs, just because like instead of talking, yeah, they yeah. just sing a song, yeah. So it's like all of it piled on top of each other all the time, right? It is a weird, weird, weird thing. It's like you <laughs> have to it it becomes, I think, and you know maybe other people don't think this, but it becomes like so niche, yeah. That it's like this movie is for like these four people right. <laughs> or whatever. Like right. it is like taking a niche <laughs> and then subsectioning it out so many times right. that you are getting like so small in your audience. Yeah. And maybe it's not, and that's just me. Who knows? It's like, you know, making a war movie, but right. Uh, and and I just probably won't like it because I'm not a big fan of war movies, right? But yeah. this is like a war movie about a war movie, about right. a guy who made a war movie, right. and like right. on and on and right. on. And it's just, I don't know, it's just so weird. It's just. For me, it's just like very distancing. Like everything, mm. every next thing that it de- does is like so weirdly like it tries to make me not want to watch it. Like, yeah, it wants to be so hard for this tiny subset of a niche yeah. that it seems like it does stuff purposely to not make anyone else we like it, right? Yeah, like, right. yeah, <laughs> like it's just uh, the thing that uh, it will, <laughs> uh, like, its perfect response. It it feels like is if everyone else hates it, right? But just this one tiny section of people really likes it, then we won. That's it's like if accidentally other people like it, right. oh, well, we did that wrong. Right. Like it's such a weird feeling That's watching weird. the movie. Anyway, so I give it a four because... <laughs> That's a pretty high dislike. Uh, right. So I'm like, where's the hate on this film? Because 
like more. the stuff about it that is good is oh, still good. is still like good, right? Mm, it's yeah. like uh, I mean, I you know, I don't know. The script in general somehow is like bonkers, right. but but is it bad or whatever? Like, you know, the songs are good, the acting is good. Yeah. It's it's just a weird, very weird. personal, like, I can't watch it, yeah. but it's good. It's like, I don't know, you know, judging art that you're like, I don't like it, but I mean, man, look, it's right, look at it. did yeah. this and it's got all this stuff and it's really good. Like, yeah. in these, like, semi-objective ways, it has a lot of positives. Right. But, like. I can't watch it. <laughs> it sounds, right. I mean, I, I know this isn't what you're doing, but it just sounds like you're telling me about the disaster artist. You know, this just sounds like a James Franco film. That right. You're just trying to describe to me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, guess I, don't I just know. have it's, to watch it. It's just so weird. But uh, some of the songs anyway, some of the songs actually, I thought were a little like corny even, yeah, sure. but some of the songs I thought were really good. Mm. Like, I don't know. That's a good song. It's not helping me that it's in this movie you in think, any way. You got to think for someone who sees as many movies as you do to give them, to make you have this feeling where you're like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Like I'm that's, swinging all over the place. That's on like this. an accomplishment. Like that's in sort of weirdly interesting because yeah. it makes me think what people who don't see the number of films we do will think of a film like that when they see it. If they, if they even hit on seeing it, right. you know, so anyway right i don't I, I don't know it's uh TikTok boom all right i don't know i thought it was weird okay um so a couple others to go through real fast the harder they fall uh yeah. which is uh netflix idris elba yeah i meant to um, watch that this week it's too. the western that's kind of about like all black people except that it's also kind of not right? right it's like accidentally this is the story of these people who all happen to be black. It, yeah. It's not like it's, I don't know. It's, it's not trying to like do anything with that really. Mm-hmm. It's just that these are these people and they happen to be black. Right. And, uh, the story is, uh, fantastically ridiculous in yeah. a way. Right. Um, so there are parts of the movie that I, that I like and I can appreciate. Um, the thing that I don't like about it really is a uh, the big overarching story of it is both really stupid and almost immediately obvious. Right. Right. So it's like they get to the end and it's like there's this big reveal. And not only is it a big reveal, but they spend like 10 minutes doing it. And it's a big reveal of something that I hope everyone who watches the movie is just going duh uh, <laughs> right like right. and and then they just keep telling you about it forever yeah and then idris elba's character becomes really stupid yeah about it at, at the end and it's like somehow we're trying to make some big point or we want to have like kind of a aha look here's like a statement or something except that it's dumb and doesn't make any sense for the character right and it's like at the end, what it does is it's like it's trying to like retcon its own, its own plot right. of what you just watched. Right. And it goes like, hey, here's here's yeah. all his motivations and why he does all these things. Yeah. Except that you just watched a movie where that doesn't actually make <laughs> sense in any right. of what happened. Right. Yeah. So. Right. 
I don't know. So it's uh, so it's all really weird. Um, but it, it you know it is a pretty fun time, and everyone who's in it is really cool. So I mean, I can only give this like a six and a half because uh, it's bad. because it's it just doesn't work. Right. But it's kind of like a valiant effort, maybe. Yeah. And there is like fun in it. Um, but there is a lot of stuff that, you know, at this point of like, you're talking about seeing lots of movies, right? Yeah. I can't stand movies anymore where, uh, the thing that we do, it only is what happens because we need the next thing to happen and we can't really figure out how to get there. Right. So we'll do this thing because that gets us there, but it's dumb and it doesn't and no actually make any it. sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, right. uh, yeah, I know. And there bunch. is. There is a lot that happens in this movie yeah. that is just like that, right? right. Like, uh, there's one there's one part in the movie where it, it's it's not too late in the game. It's semi early, you know, just before like kind of mid, basically when we bust uh, Idris Elba out of prison ish because yeah. he's on a train being transported, right? Right, and uh, and and basically what happens is this woman puts her horse on the train tracks and just stands there. And we see the train coming and the guy driving the train is like, woo, woo. Yeah, and like, right. it turns out, yeah. you don't necessarily know exactly what's going on at the beginning, but it turns out it, that this is the prison transport train where we're right. moving the prisoner who's in a giant iron locked box, which makes no sense. And there's like, you know, a, dozen or so like army people on there just to guard him and everything. And we watch forever as the train gets closer and closer to her, keeps pulling the thing. And then finally the guy jams on the brakes, right? The train stops like a couple of feet before it gets to the horse, because that guy can perfectly time how that happens. Exactly. Yeah. Despite the fact that it takes like, (laughs) 400 yards yeah. to stop the train, but he's got that down to exact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry, but that's just dumb. The train would just run her over. Right. Like that train's not stopping. It's not stopping. <laughs> and, yeah. And at that point you're just saying, yeah. look, this is what movie this is. And I'm like, right. well, okay. <laughs> right. But it's just, um, but it, you know, like I said, it's a lot of fun. The characters are very cool. The actors and actresses who are in it are, fantastic yeah some of the stuff that they have to do is pretty stupid yeah but they are doing it you right. know really well right. and it's fun and yeah. you know it'll get you through but i just wish it was better okay yeah. uh and then the other one is army of thieves and this one is quick <laughs> yeah uh this is also a netflix movie it's like a weird prequel of yeah. army of the dead yep where it's a movie basically just about the safecracker guy right. that they go and get. Right. And when they when they go and get him in Army of the Dead, it's because he has to crack like the final safe. The big one. Yeah. Uh, and so this one is goes from he's nobody right. to uh he's nobody but he's like this safe cracking nerd. Right. right? He's just it's just him, right? Yeah, He's right. just the safe cracking nerd, and he makes like YouTube videos yeah. about uh, how to crack safes and everything. And uh, and he gets basically like found and recruited right. uh, to break into like the other 
man, I want to say four. It's four. Uh, the, that lead up to the other one, yep. which nobody knows where it is. Right. And no one has ever known where it is. And by the end of this movie, no one knows where it yeah. is. And it's not until we see him in, in Army of movie. the Dead right. that he goes, what? Yeah. Like, there it is, you know? Yeah. But so this movie is all about all of the stuff going through to get through. And it is a weirdly fun movie. That's and, what I've heard. And it's mainly because yeah. uh, the guy who is, plays him yeah. is just fantastic. Cracking everything. He's, yeah, he's just awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is and good. he's even awesome in little parts where... When he first gets kind of recruited, yeah. he just gets this vague note that says, show up at right. this place. Yeah. So he shows up and he's like, whatever. And then it turns out that it's like some safe cracking competition. Right. Where you'll have like 10 people who all have the same safe in front of them and they go, go. And right. like the first four people to get through the safe or whatever, yeah. move on to like the bonus <laughs> round or whatever the hell it is. I yeah. mean, it's uh, completely goofy, but he is awesome in that scene because the way he kind of plays out, like he has no idea what's going on. Right. And they just go, go stand there. And he like goes and stands there and then, and then they go, okay, your time starts now. And all these other people know what's going know, on yeah, and they yeah. start doing it. He's like, Oh, uh, <laughs> Okay, so try and get it. and yeah. he's like great at it. That's he's cool. like hilarious. Um and he gets through and does the thing and then they have to go on these like psychotic adventures to yeah, of course. where the safe is. Vegas, baby. And he's got like this crew and then there's like, you know, the crew's kind of some of them turn on each other and right. everything and, you know, yeah. whatever hilarity ensues and it's all very like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. But it was really it's fun. fun it's a fun yeah. movie. It's, it's ultimately kind of forgettable and it's, you know, it's not anything spectacular, but I still have to give it a seven uh, because yeah. it was like really fun. That's cool. I almost wish that I could give it more, but I don't think even theoretically it's got <laughs> right any more because it's it's not really trying to be anything right. any better than that. Right. It just wants to be like a you know popcorny, have yeah. some fun. Here's right. a little adventure. The guy's quirky and goofy and yep. funny, and uh, and I think it's maybe that's as good as it can get. But it's still pretty good. Like it's fun and it's fun when I mean I've this. There's a Venn diagram of films like this where I'm like, they wouldn't exist if Netflix wasn't not only a thing, but the thing. But putting because money even, into them. Even, yeah. even back when we had to go to video stores like Peasants and you looked on the shelves and sometimes you saw older unknown films starring action stars today. That's not the same thing. Yeah. They wouldn't have bankrolled those you, you for the could, same you thing. You couldn't get enough money behind These them. These movies only exist yeah. today because of Netflix. Yeah. And that's an interesting time because movies have a specific capsule of why they're around right. when they're made. Some are for the long haul and some are just like to do something. And that's one of those films where I'm like, this is kind of interesting just for the nature of interesting. Right. So, And if they, if they did exist, yeah. right... They would have had like a quarter of the budget. Yeah, right. It would have been the, half the film or less than that. Nobody in the movie yeah. would have ever acted before. <laughs> right. This would be like the first thing they were ever in. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Something but anyway, like uh, it's a little fun. Okay. 
So uh, we got to get on to uh, the two movies that we're actually doing. So we got Eternals yeah. and uh, Red Notice. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. uh, let's do Red Notice first yeah, because I feel like that will be pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Red Notice. Um, so it's it, it's big names. It's right. also a Netflix movie. Right. So Netflix is uh, just in charge right now. But it's Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot yep. are whoever the hell they are, right? They right. are, uh, as we enter the, as we enter the movie, Ryan Reynolds is an art thief. Yeah. And the whole story of, as we enter the movie is there is one of Cleopatra's three eggs or whatever right. is on display. And the rock is, uh, this FBI guy who knows he's going to try and steal it today, right. whatever. And uh, and then he does, and then he gets <laughs> involved in Interpol and uh, gets them on right. the scene to try and stop him from stealing the egg, and, you know, hilarity ensues. And really, when the movie opens, you feel like Ryan Reynolds agreed to do it just because he wanted to do this whole running away scene. Yeah. Like, right. They were like, here's the scene you'll be in. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even care right. what the rest of the movie is. Right. Like, this will be fun, yeah. you know, and I'll get to do this and pull the little pins out of the scaffolding. Like, yeah. it's like there's so many things going on in this scene that's hilarious. Like, in one sense, it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon of some sort. Yeah. And then it's also like kind of like a Pink Panther movie or yeah. something. Like, it's just going everywhere with the goofiness that happens and it's wild anyway so uh that's the movie um and, and so then uh gal gadot gets involved and hilarity ensues and it's all like this whole faints within faints of who's got the plan and right. uh ryan reynolds ends up in prison and then the rock ends up in prison with them and then they have to escape and it's just like 10 things after yeah. another yeah. you know whatever um, so, so this movie, like the short version is, uh, I actually really liked this movie and really kind of hated it right. at the same time, Right. but I really liked it kind of in a very specific way. Um, and I can't get, I really want to rate this like really high. Right. Yeah. But I can't get over like six yeah. because it, it just misses uh, the thing where I would have liked it even more, right? Um, yep. Because I felt like for a while in this movie, uh, I'd say like maybe like 40 minutes into this movie, it was about to get like an eight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or or maybe more, right? Yeah. And then it, it kind of, <laughs> I, I think when I was watching it, it kind of gives up on what was making it work for me. And maybe it's, you know, not made just for me and, yeah, <laughs> and doesn't right. want to try exactly to fit my rules. But for me, the movie started out, it was exactly what I complain about in other movies uh, a yeah. lot, which is if the movie would just say, look, man, uh, you know, this is Hudson Hawk. Right. And we're just making a right. just hang on. We're going to Ford Fairlane or Hudson Hawk kind of goofy thing. Yeah. And we're just going to be like, this is just a goofy adventure movie. And uh, yes, it's all stupid. But I mean, look, you don't watch Scooby-Doo and go, I knew who the bad guy was. Right. right? Like right. we're just making a 
corny, goofy, fun thing. And I was like, man, I am like so on board for this. It's it's incredible, yeah. right? Yeah. And especially Ryan Reynolds, I think. I think everyone is pretty good. I think Gal Gadot is mostly wasted, and she's just there to add her name. And she didn't really, for me, do anything that... I don't know. I can't really say she's that good in it because she didn't do anything you need to be good in. The Rock is, like, pretty good. Um, but I thought Ryan Reynolds was great, especially at the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it was it was just doing that. It was just going... Look, there are people who like Hudson Hawk, and and that could be a thing, and we're going to do that, right? But then it got to about the halfway point, and it really seemed like it just abandoned that uh, by degrees as it went on. And then the next thing you know, it's like kind of trying to be serious. And I'm like going, Mm -hmm. wait, what's happening? Like, what am I watching? Like, now all of a sudden it was was goofy. But then... It would like jump back to the same script, right? As the Goofy movie, and right? They'd, they'd they say, read they read this way, yeah. Well, and it's like they'd go to you know they go to Venezuela or Argentina or wherever they go, mm-hmm. and they you know climb down this hole, and it's like, look, we found this thing, and it's like, aha, I followed you, and you're like, wait, that's from the other movie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? right? That's that's yeah. like as dumb as things get, yeah, and. And maybe if you'd kept on like you were at the beginning, that could be a thing. But that's not the movie we're in now. You switched. So then it would just kind of all fell apart. So like I said, the most I can give it is six because it it can't have anything else. It just didn't. It was like I thought the movie was going to like be brave enough, even though Mm -hmm. that seems like the wrong word because it's like brave enough to be silly. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? No, I know. And then, and then they weren't, and then they gave up on it anyway. So that's my overly long take on that. It feels like when you are, when you're with your friends and everyone's, I mean, this is, this isn't like life experience stuff, but if you're with all your friends at a certain age and you're at a crosswalk and everyone dares each other to walk stupid through the intersection (laughs) and the light changes and everybody walks normal except you. Right. <laughs> that's how That's how a part of this movie made me feel. I'm like, I thought we all had a deal. Right. <laughs> and where did you guys go when the deal had to be made? I gave it a six. And and the thing about it is I was having a lot of fun with it. I got a lot. I, I mean, I got a list of problems with it, but that's what these movies give you. This is, if, if you're watching an art heist film and it's not like, James Bondian, you know, if it's not After the Sunset, if it's not the Thomas Crown Affair, if it's not one of these kind of films, then it's got to be this kind of film. Right. And, you know, barring, you know, I mean, it's weird. I guess, I guess Ryan Reynolds has been in a couple art house, art thieving films. Right, right. You know, this is kind of maybe his new secret sub niche. <clears throat> but when you, when you start going on things and it's not airplane funny, but you're right. Like the, the beginning of the film is like, everybody's elevator pitch for an action scene. They're like, imagine Indiana Jones and Jungle Cruise, you know, where you've got this tiny confined space and everyone's running around. It it looked like a thing right out of a Jackie Chan film to me where they were climbing up scaffolding and kicking and punching and swinging and falling and catching and rerouting. It was almost like construction Aikido. Right. You know, if they had pulled a couple of the pins to let go of the scaffolding and someone ran in place for a second. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, right. I, I would have been like, I got it. Right. I know where I'm in. The first film that did that in, not the first film, but the film that comes immediately to mind me, to me is when Heath Ledger was in A Knight's Tale. Right. And the film starts and you're like, okay, I know what I'm in. This is a period piece. It's a jousting film. I, I get it. I know all the things that I'm here. And you hear the crowd chanting and clapping and stomping, we will rock you. And I'm like, right. oh, it's this movie. Uh, right. Okay. And then it stayed that movie. When these things happen early, I'm like, I got it. I know what film I'm in. And it's it's pretty much it's pretty much promised to do that until they get to prison and then it just shifts. Right. And I'm with you there too. When it makes that change, I'm still having fun. I'm an easy target because I like all three of these people and nobody's really messing up much. It, it's impossible to note. And I would, I would on a different show or in a different time where we have more time to talk about it. I think if anybody argued against me, I'd put in the time to argue back I don't think The Rock wanted to be in this movie. I've seen him do buddy films before, like films like The Rundown. It's not even just Jungle Cruise. The Rock's charisma is not here. Right. And I can't tell if... And Dwayne Johnson is a better actor than the stoicism being presented here. I I just have to go to the easiest gear, which is I don't think he and Ryan Reynolds vibe very much. Right. Because Ryan Reynolds is doing what The Rock almost always perpetuates, feeds off of, and then enforces for somebody else who, whether that's Kevin Hart or whether it's, you know, anybody else who's been in the films with him, um, that are films like this, he's exemplary in that performance. And here he was, he wasn't bland, but he was very like flu ridden. Yeah. Like he's very subdued in a way that his character doesn't demand. And in the way his character wasn't in the first half of the film, I, I genuinely just think, He's kind of sour on almost every scene he's in with Ryan Reynolds, which is a strange thing to watch because their dynamic is actually pretty great going forward. And on paper, wisecracking Deadpool, we're going to dial you down a bit, but you're going to say everything really funny between lines. You're not going to step on lines. But the funniest stuff is if you miss things, watch this film with captions on. Like the throwaway things that Ryan Reynolds does in takes is just more funny than the scripted stuff. And that's why Ryan Reynolds was sought for for the role. Right. You know? Right. Ryan Reynolds, like I said, he's really good. I think the prison part, when they get to prison. Yeah. So, like, clearly, our combined story on this is that basically you got, like, two different movies that happen, right? right. There's the first half movie and the second half movie. And I think when they are in prison, Ryan Reynolds is doing the first half movie and The Rock is doing the second half movie. And they're sitting there having to do it at each other. To do, right. right. <laughs> and and it just doesn't work. Right. And you see where that leads to, like, so now we escape, right? And now suddenly we're just, yeah. we're all in now the second movie, the same, right. right? Yeah. But at that prison part, when Ryan Reynolds is like, starts doing like the cop stuff and like, he's a cop yeah. and he's, he's like, just won't stop talking right. and won't stop throwing out his little lines and everything. Yeah. Like he is clearly like doing right. like the first movie right. where, you know, it's, everything's all goofy and stuff. And, and the rock is just not giving him back what the yeah. same vibe he's not at all. Same scene. Like yeah, he's right. in like something else. Yeah. 
And and this is another movie too where we just said this, but this is another movie where there's big reveal at the end, and you're like, duh, right, like right. there's this huge reveal, and they even have to have like the little montage of here's the little parts, and you're like, right. I mean, dude, I no, it, yeah, duh, right. we <laughs> knew that, right? Yeah. Don't explain it to me like five times, right? And there feels like there's something like maybe The Rock just didn't want to be in it, uh, or maybe he just didn't. You know, he just didn't have his head wrapped around exactly how to make it work because I think he's trying to do so many things, right? Like, he's, I think he's like wrapped up in the reveal, kind of, right? Like, he's like going, I can't just be in the first movie stuff where it's goofy and silly because I have to be the guy who is this guy pretending to be this guy, pretending to be this guy like all the time. And you know, that's not how this would happen, you know, whatever it is, but it's like, he just got like kind of locked in like a more serious mode where he's, you know, he's almost being the Interpol agent where like, she's clearly like the straight man being all serious about everything because she's the only person who like has a, straight a defined character authority. Right? Yeah, right yeah and yeah and he's like sort of playing her at ryan reynolds instead you know, of them being doing like who he's they are, right? like he's not even like like you said in other movies like he's really good at just even if he's not doing the funny thing right he like sets up and plays off of he's the funny in that thing. scene like he you. can do that yeah. right and here it just, he doesn't. It, I guess it could technically, I wouldn't have put this, it, I, there's another obvious answer, which is it's the director. You know, the director is like, look, you're an FBI right, agent right. and we all know they're stuffy and stiff. You're not supposed to be freewheeling and fun. You can have a couple moments, but you're really not the same character 45 minutes in that you were 45 minutes ago, even though that time in the movie is much different. It's just, it's noticeable. And if it isn't a personal thing, which actually I, I defer against even though i started to say maybe that was it because he he famously loathes you know well he famously loathes vin diesel and they have more chemistry in their scenes (laughs) than ryan reynolds and he did i i just sort of wonder if maybe the director didn't make a bad decision and Dwayne, being the professional is like hey if that's the movie you want i'll give you what you want i'll be this kind of guy and it works much better in the first 20 minutes of the film than it does in the last 35 because right. that's not the guy we wanted. But again, to go on too much is weird. I actually like Gal Gadot well enough in here because I thought it was just, it was supposed to be what she was supposed to do. Right, she's right. really under, you're, you are totally right. She's so underutilized. But it was just kind of nice to see her not just be arm candy or another agency person. Like she's got a different kind of role to play and I'm sure that's what, made it seem interesting to her right but it was just more fun than it wasn't even though it stops being as fun as it could have and should have been the longer it goes right but i i was having a blast and, with it oh yeah you yeah know, it's just it's, an uh, easy film to it's, watch it's still a lot of, it's still a lot of fun yeah. it's just uh it should be so much better and um just it to so wrap up better. really quickly on this there's stuff that happens you know way later uh i i think that is like really exemplifies it because there are a lot of scenes later on in the movie that should be awesome. Right. And they can't quite come through anymore. Like when they are, when they're tied up and the guy gets drugged and then he starts shooting at him. I was just going to say this. There are some awesome lines in there. One of my favorite. Ryan Reynolds is great in that. 
Except it just doesn't work anymore. Right. Like we're just not in the right right. place anymore to get how funny and good that scene is. Because now we're in the midst of this second movie. This is a riot, man. It's terrible. I can't. Okay. So we do this sometimes. It's funny. We'll dial into a scene. I swear, Mark, before we jumped off this, I was going to say I would rewatch the scene that they were tied up, not just for Gal Gadot's work, but when the guy wakes up and he starts shooting and Dwayne is a, it's amazing to look at how monstrously large he is compared to the <laughs> wire standing next to Ryan, next to Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Right. And just when he's dancing with Gal Gadot, I'm like, don't hurt her. Right. You know, I'm like, dude, be very careful here. <laughs> um, and that's all Black Adam stuff, I'm, I'm assuming. Right, right. But anyway, he's doing this thing and he's tied, not just with like rope or anything, but he's kind of like bound. And he breaks free, and Ryan Reynolds has the easiest throwaway joke that made me stop and rewind because I couldn't hear anything else. I was laughing. He says, "You know, he's basically like you broke, you got free." And he goes, "He shot the, he shot the, the handcuff, the handcuff or, the or whatever." whatever. Yeah. And he goes, "He hit something." All right. And I'm just like, "What did he just say?" And I rewound it, and he goes, and he's just under his breath, totally shocked, like he hit something. And I'm like, that alone. Right. That just and he, dropped and, he, of a and note. at first he's like shooting and shooting and Ryan Reynolds is like, how is he missing? Yeah, like, he's missing everything. And he's finally just like, he hit something. You know, I just was like, that's so bizarrely clever. And the reason why Ryan Reynolds both is incredibly endearing and absolutely frustrating to right, me as right. a performer. I sometimes just want him to stop being Deadpool. Because right. that guy, I swear, I may never be proven right about this. That guy has an incredible ocean of talent in him. And he's stuck being in like a Van Wilder film forever. Right, right. And I get it. But man, if he starts doing other stuff, he's going he's gonna to kill. Right. But anyway, I would tell people left and right. I'm like, you want to kill 90 minutes of just easy fun? Fire up Red Notice, man. Right, it's right. easy. Yeah. It's good. Okay, and uh, so finally we got to get to the Eternals. Um, Eternals. So right. Eternals is um, y- there's no way to explain it mm-hmm. or or right. go through it's it really without having to just go on and on and on. Right. Yeah. It's a Marvel movie. It's in the Marvel universe. They clearly uh, were just clearly right in the same place because they talk about it because they feel like they have to mention it, right? Because right. we want to be in the same universe, so we're going to talk about it. So uh, they are basically these weird superheroes that uh, have superpower, or whatever, and they ha- and they're immortal and they've been around since the dawn of civilization or right. whatever. I mean, they've been yeah. around for like seven thousand years, I think they say. Yeah. Um, but they've been around forever. They have names uh, that you know from history, yeah. right? Because they are those people, or they are whoever right. you know, whatever. Because They're who they've because they've after. been here forever, right. yeah. Um, and they have these, you know, magical godlike powers, whatever. And uh, and they mention, and you know, if you've heard anything about this movie, it's probably this that they mention the fact that they didn't help uh, against. Thanos, right. uh, because they are under instructions to only intervene uh, when it comes to like the deviants that right. are these other whatever super bad guys that we don't really know from the movie. Like yeah. we don't know who or what they are. Like to start off until we right until start, we get through uh, yeah until we start explaining them yeah and uh, and basically. Really early, we get some scenes from history of them doing things. And then we get to the point where, as far as they know, right, they have killed all the deviants. And so they are just sitting here 
like waiting to be told to <laughs> like go home retired because they know. think that they are just done yeah and so they are just kind of like living lives and pretending to be human and you know whatever so right. they're just basically sitting there and then you know like that's the movie so um and explaining anything more would mean going on for like 20 minutes right, right? um so before uh going into anything else uh I hated everything about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was, yeah. Uh, there was, except for the one guy that I can't remember his, like, Eternals name, who's the, uh, like, Bollywood actor. Oh, it's, guy. come on, Nanjiani. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't remember his oh, Eternals, his, oh, right. whatever oh, I get he it. is. I get it. Um, I anyway, but uh, I thought he was cool. And I thought he and I thought yeah. he was cool throughout the whole movie. Like yeah. even as we got to like the end of the movie, I was like, "No, that works." Can go still good. Like yeah, whatever. Right. Um, but everything else about it, I hate. Uh, yeah. uh, I, first of all, uh, it's not internally consistent, and there's nothing worse for me than having some universe spanning right. seven thousand year spanning right. uh, plot story that you're going to happen. Uh, where by the time you get through all this stuff and you have all the secrets come out and everything, mm -hmm. and then you go, okay, now wait a minute, none of that actually makes any sense. Right. Then, you know, I'm kind of done. But yeah. none of it makes sense before we get to that point either. <laughs> yeah. And it's just such a gigantic, goofy, for me anyway, just mess of... I, you know, I don't know what the actual comic is. I, I've, yeah. I've never read the actual comic. I never heard of these people, really. I mean, I heard of them, but right. I never had any yeah, right. you know, experience with them or whatever. But watching this movie, when I was done watching this movie, uh, the only thing I could think was, is this comic really completely stupid? And that's why I don't know what it is, because the story is just dumb. Anyway, um, I give it a two. Oh, I was because uh, I did kind of like some of the actors and some of the things that they did. Yeah. And, you know, some <laughs> of the scenes are kind of cool. And even if there were some there were some things in, in the movie that happened where I, I was like, if I just saw that scene, I would go. Yeah. OK, that's pretty cool. And it, and it was uh, it was yeah. all right. And uh, I think one of the forgivable things for me was I, I feel like the people making the movie were like serious, like they they, they weren't were they weren't making this because they thought we're stupid enough to like it. Yep. Or or anything like that. It's just that the story is stupid and uh, none of it worked for me. Yeah. Some of the characters really didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, some of the main characters really didn't work for me. Uh, and, and I thought by the time we get into the serious parts of it, the Icarus guy doesn't actually make sense right. to me. And, uh, Angelina Jolie is a horrible actress. Right. And every time That's she, all every time she was on the screen, I was yeah. like, uh, this is ridiculous. This, mm -hmm. you could pick a person out of a crowd at random and get better acting than, than this. I mean, it was, I, I was like, what must it have been like on set? Right. Uh, when when we were filming her scenes because it's uh, it's horrible yeah. it was like I don't know it was crazy but anyway so uh, I give it a two and hate it jeez you on the other There's hand there. loved I'm, it I'm and a can't Marvel. wait to get all of the I'm action a Marvel. figures I'm a Marvel 
<laughs> I'm a Marvel fan. Be awesome if I pulled out Icarus right now and was like, "How dare you? How dare you?" With his I, kung fu. I'll say this and... about before we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll say this about Angelina Jolie before I go further because I don't want to forget it. She absolutely knows where the camera is. <laughs> She's she's got that going for her. Um, I thought she was really bland. I don't know. There, there like were her, there were very few times but, where she was looking the wrong way. And I don't mean, obviously, I don't mean everyone's like, "Hey, Angelina, you gotta you gotta look this way." I mean, she genuinely knows her angles that make her look like right. Angelina Jolie because I assume she's practiced in a mirror. You know, I assume that there's some level of vanity there to make sure that she looks the way people expect Angelina Jolie to look in a film. So uh, I don't I don't know why she's cast. The, I was just going to say the the interesting thing is it's not that that she got cast for. There's some validation of a Marvel film if you can get like Oscar people to do things, I guess. And y- you just that's not the reason these films work. Now, I like that a little better than you, but <laughs> Only by three, because I liked it a three, and I feel like that's even. Very, oh man, I thought you. I, I thought very, you meant like so three five. more. So I'm like five, right. six. No, no, I liked it a three, and I feel like I'm very forgiving for that three, because this film is all. I, I've seen a bunch of people jump up as soon as it came out too, and they're like, "No, no, no! This was the studio. This isn't bullshit." Chloe Zhao wrote this film. And she directed it. She's in charge of this. And she owns the mess that it is. I would have thought that Nomadland would have been as interesting as this if Frances McDormand had had a superpower. Like, this is as this is as boring to me as Nomadland was. It's... I'll give it this. I think, I think we're in agreement here. I think everybody trying to make this movie was earnest and very genuine about trying to do not just a good job. You always want to do a good job. Otherwise, what are you doing? But they thought this was something admirable and and it was ambitious. Right. You know, I think, and not just because it involves celestial beings and the multiverses and time and space. No, it's just, it was an ambitious, large cast project that turned out to only every once in a while be somewhat entertaining for me. And most of the time it was entertaining. It was always around... I think the same two actors, yeah. whether or not they were in scenes together or not, it was, you know, Kamal's always killing it. <clears throat> right. And there's another, there's another character in there who I thought, well, every time they're on screen, but they weren't on screen very much. So I'm suffering. It was, you know, overstuffed, underwhelming. It was mispaced. It was misplaced. It was really kind of confused about its own generality and what it's, and like what you said, I agree. It's, it's inconsistent with its own values. It it really was mostly forgettable and damning above all. It was boring right, for me. Right. You know, there's there's all this stuff where everyone, like you said, everyone's famously tagging on, like, oh, the reason they didn't get involved. This is the new thing that films have had to come up with for horror films. In in and I'm going somewhere with this, I promise, and I'll go quick. In horror films, it used to be how do we show X, Y, or Z? Well, okay, you got to seclude them. You got to isolate them. You got to do certain things. In the age of cell phones, horror films had to f- get smart quick because you're like, okay, I'm trapped and I got to call somebody. Right. I don't have a phone. Okay. Guess what? I got all <laughs> kinds of shit now. I got right. flashlights, phones. I got everything I need. I can take pictures of the monsters. Like, right. believe me, I'm going to be okay. So, no cell signals or something. You know, you had to get smart. This film seemed to 
almost triple down on ideas that it thought would get it out of jams based on the universe it exists in. Like, why didn't you help? Right. You know, if Thanos' snap took out half of everything in the universe, you reasonably expect maybe a celestial would go, maybe some eternals would go. Like, they're, they're, well, their whole nature for it, being it, doesn't it, make it any it, sense. It makes at it not all. make any sense that they would not do something right. about it because especially, that's their whole point, right? And especially <laughs> even if they even if they are tasked by their their god or their you know their superior to only get involved with X, okay, cool. But they've already said that they fell in love with humanity because they're around for seven thousand years. Right. It's a long time to do that. For me, the better story there is because in a, in a in a in a metaphoric way, you could argue that they're angels, that they're just waiting for the emergence in this movie right. or the second coming or the rapture or whatever you want to call Judgment Day. Like, where is the allegiance of people who are around those they're protecting when they fall for those people and maybe they disobey their orders? Like, that's a much better film right. for me. Who who crosses that line? Who holds the line? Who never acknowledges the line? That's a better film for me. Any right. one of these are better than this weird Watchmen ripoff of they're coming to pick us all off and it turns out one of our own might be... Like, that's not... In in Chloe's hands, it's not as easily done as it might have suggested because just because you win an Oscar for making a film doesn't mean you can make every film. I don't, I don't really want to see Roman Polanski's superhero film. I think he'd be horrible at it. I don't really want to see Martin Scorsese's superhero film. I <laughs> right, know right, he would right. be horrible <laughs> at it. Because from what they've said about the Marvel films being so successful, I know they don't get it. Right. I think there was all kinds of problems starting from the go. And the first of those was don't assume that James Gunn's success with taking characters no one knew about in Guardians of the Galaxy and making them can popular translate into can translate anyone. into right. anything because you got to look at this and just say, yeah, it did work that one time. But that's why the Defenders didn't even work on streaming services. At best, Eternals should have been some attempt on Netflix or Hulu. Right. It should never have been a major motion picture. And because it did, all it did was complicate things in the hopes that setting up the stinger at the end of the film would glide it into something else. And I got to tell you, watching the first of those stingers was more annoying than almost anything I had seen in the two hours and 40 minutes that this film runs right. on for. It's just, it's overloaded with stuff that could have been so simply sidestepped if the interest in telling a story wasn't so formulaic to the point that it was antiseptic. I don't right. even know if that makes sense, but that's exactly yeah. how it feels. And it like you mentioned the film is ludicrously long. Yeah. And it's ludicrously long uh specifically uh to obviously the director and screenwriter who yeah. just padded this thing yeah. like like in like absolutely insanely. And I feel like and uh you know I could be wrong, but I feel like there's so much about the generic story, right? Like, okay, she wrote the screenplay, right? But also it's like, well, this is the thing right. that you're stuck with right. to write the screenplay about. Right. And I feel like there's so much of that <coughs> that's just stupid. Yeah. And so much of it that uh, she's forced into, like uh, she's got to know like the whole story. Right. And there's a bunch of that that's you kick off and it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Right. 
Um, even if you just think about it for a little bit, if you know the whole story and you've seen the movie, right? right. Uh, the fact that the celestial makes some of these people right. with the powers that they have, right. Does not make any sense. None. That's not their all. job. Right. The, their Why powers do this? not help yeah, them right. in their job in any way. <laughs> no. And yet they're here. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, and then she gets <laughs> the thing where you have to give, you have to say why we didn't help Thanos or whatever. Yeah. So we have this like quick, you know, uh, blown over line about why right. we didn't help, but that doesn't make any sense None, yeah. because if we're thinking about when it, it makes sense when the guy says it or the, the girl it says sounds it. right. It, it makes, yeah. it makes sense at that moment. It's yeah. like, I mean, okay. Right. But then we find out what's actually going on and you go, well, wait a minute, because right. if we let that happen, that's freaking worse than the deviants right. ever were. So right. why would we let that happen? And, right. And, and so do. that makes sense. Yeah. And so there's all this stuff about it that just is really stupid that, in order to compensate somehow, she just pads all this yeah. interpersonal relationship stuff and yeah. trying to get you into these characters. And hopefully you will not care right. that there's all this stupid stuff. And then also, I assume from what actually happens in like the comic or whatever, yeah. um, Icarus has to like sort of turn, right? Yeah. Like spoiler, I guess. Right. Um, he has to kind of turn, but that doesn't really make any sense right. either. Uh, and especially because he spent 7,000 years thinking he had one job. Right. Now all of a sudden he's going to go, oh, well, it turns out that's not my job right. and uh, <laughs> screw yeah. everyone. Right. Wait, what? Right. Like, how is that? I mean, even the guy that he supposedly was. You know, it's like uh, if you watch the Amazon uh, uh, movie or show, actually, called Invincible. Yeah. Where, uh, so the, the story in that is that you have a guy who's like Superman. Right. <laughs> except that secretly he's not. Yeah. Right. And then this is like if you took that story and put it on actual Superman. Right. right? And you had Superman go, this is who I am. And then he gets like a letter from home right. that goes, actually, you're this bad guy. So now kill everyone on earth. And Superman right. goes, all right. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. wait, what? Yeah. So it seems like uh, you're stuck with all this stupid stuff. And yeah. so you just keep talking about other things mm -hmm. forever and hope that what that translates into is that people will go, Ah, well, I don't really care about the stupid stuff, or I'm right. not going to think about this now, right. or right. you know, whatever. And there's, uh, you could take like an hour, and uh, I mean, normally I would say for most movies, or not normally, but most often for most movies, I would say like you could take like that half hour right. off of this movie. But you know, this one you could take an hour. Oh, off easy. Of. You can make this easy. ninety minutes. There were glide through all the stuff. Yeah. Try to have something where Icarus, uh, you know, he he, we do at least give him the part where he's had a few minutes to think about it, sure, right? right. He's had that, a little, he's had a little bit of time, right? But uh, you want this to work in the movie, you got to give him something else. He needs to earn it. He had to, yeah. he he had to uh, know about it the whole time, yeah. or yeah. something right. else had to be going on or whatever, and uh, and then. 
you know, the other thing that drives me crazy about this movie, and it kind of doesn't matter because I'm so not invested in the movie right. the That's whole the way. Yeah. But the other thing that drives me crazy is these people where um, it's like every bad Avengers, Marvel, whatever, yeah. where, uh, you know, you can get hit with the planet and right. it does nothing to you. And right. you go, whatever, I don't care. But you know, a little girl stabs you with a dagger and Ouch. you're yeah. about to die. That's done. And yeah. you go, what? Yeah. Like all of the <laughs> yeah. fighting stuff that happens in uh-huh. this, uh, at one point, Icarus is virtually invincible right. because that's what we want to happen. Right. And so he can fight all of the other ones put together. Yeah. And he is so strong that, you know, uh, <laughs> The the one Kingo yeah. the goes no point in even right. trying what to are fight we even him. Doing this? We all know that yeah. he'd kill us, but yeah. then also he'll be fighting some deviant, and right. you know he's like I don't know a high school kid now right. yeah. trying, <laughs> with no powers at all, and the yeah. deviant is kicking the crap out of him, even though the deviant is actually not that strong comparatively, right. and none of it makes sense. It's like this is what we want to happen in this scene, so yeah. this is how strong he is. This is what we want to happen in this scene. So this is how strong he is. Like they build up deviance as being like this big opposition and you expect that's going to be the antagonist. And then they just suddenly leave them. Right. You see them for a while and they're changing, they're evolving and they're interesting. And maybe there's something behind that, but there's definitely something to it. And then they just drop it. Right. You know, there's, there's also because that's the same worst part because they have to drop it because where can it go? It can't go anywhere because it can't go anywhere because that's how the universe works. And, and what are they actually going to accomplish or what's actually going to happen? The same end things going to happen anyway. They want all, they want these, they want this footage that you see in the trailer of everybody in like these weird formations, battling CGI things. They get it. They work backwards from an image of a celestial speaking to the planet and pulling back and they're like, right. get us there. They get it. You know, <laughs> there's all this dumb stuff for, for people that have, if you could imagine living for 7,000 years and something happening 50 years ago, 80 years ago, that would be a second, you know, and for them to, for them to use Hiroshima and to be like, what have I done? You know, I've made something right, that the right. people that were supposed to protect are, are hurting themselves. I would look at them and be like, remember a half minute ago when we did that and learned our lesson? We should stop Thanos now. Right. Like, because that's going to happen in the next second. Because 7,000 years moves real quick if you're eternal. Right. It's just, it, I knew we were in trouble. I knew we were in trouble with Chloe Zhao when it opened the same way that Nomadland opened, literally with a, <laughs> right. a, a black screen and rolling text. And I went, wait a minute, this is a comic book movie. You can't tell me what you need to tell me with comic book images or a cutaway scene. Or I literally, seriously, I'm, I'm 35 seconds in and I went, oh no. She doesn't, she doesn't know what she's... This is a comic book movie and she doesn't know how to film a comic book movie. It's not about superpowers and lens flares. You, you flip the Marvel pages while you're showing me that it's a Marvel Studios film and you have some sort of animated thing or you have some sort of imagined thing. You, you show me. You don't tell right, me. Right, right. First rule of storytelling and you broke it in the opening shot. And I, I was like, this is two hours and 40 minutes. Holy shit, I'm in trouble. And then and I was right. uh, uh, we we got to wrap up. We're, all, we're already yeah. uh, kind of over our time for you guys. 
But then I wanted to say, um, we probably ripped on this movie enough, but the thing that I thought was really just this weird icing on the cake for me, which we should have just not had. And I don't know if we have it because there's the sequel and that's part of it or whatever. But I thought, man, if we could just not have that, at least that would be something. But it was such a like almost flippant like dare, right? When at the end there, when the celestial is like, well, then uh, I guess I'll judge you. Right. And you're like, wait a minute. Right. That's like (laughs) in absolute direct contrast to everything that you've told us so far about the celestial this us, celestial the all the celestials yeah. everything that happens there is no judging the people or yeah. the anything like that like they're like these weird ants that we just right. kill and use and, for food to grow other celestials it's like wait a minute you're right. going to judge something yeah. now now you're like a moral rule <laughs> now you're judging uh, it's like whatever yeah and i'm like man just i don't know if that's because that's how the comic ends or something like that but i'm like yeah. dude that needs to not exist to because that. that makes no sense i guess the last thing i'll throw out real quick is it was nice to see the diversity in things that aren't necessarily always diverse not just to get virtue signaling points but you know gay heroes uh, disabled heroes, deaf heroes, you know, good. I just wish it didn't seem like it was padding a resume for a film that showed it but didn't earn it. Uh, yeah. You know, that kind of sucks. And but I, still, it was nice to see. I, I think, so. I think too, on the diversity angle, and I'm, I don't want to get into like a firefight uh, mm. pro or con right. on the whole diversity <laughs> thing, but I was really kind of disappointed, actually, yeah. uh, to have this movie have a disabled person and basically like go, okay, who's in this the least that we're never going to see? All right, boom, they're disabled. Wait, what? What? Come on. (laughs) Like, then you might as well just have like, you know, people on the bus in Shang-Chi are blind or something. Go see. Right. Yeah, we did it. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're woke. Yeah. Yeah, That was, that was a bummer. I I, I tell everybody, I think if you're, if you're going to see this film, the Nomadland, Nomadland crowd isn't going to this movie. The superheroes uh, keep them apart. Wait until you can break it up and watch it at home. That's what I would say. Right. I I wouldn't (laughs) tell anyone to go see this. And I think if you're a Marvel person, you're going to go see it anyway and you're going to regret it. It is. It's it's bad. If if you have to see it, yeah, it is. It's re- so. it's really bad. It was a, a disappointing experience. But yeah. if you have to see it, if you demand to yeah. see it, right, right, wait until you can watch it at home <laughs> and you can watch like Walk an hour. And then... No, I disagree. Watch it the way we had to. Oh, you got to yeah. sit through it. You got to <laughs> suffer the way we did. You yeah. watch it twice. That's what we've done. Uh, all right. So uh, we gave you some things to watch and yeah. some things to avoid. We'll be back next week. We will have some, oh, uh, who knows what we'll have today's, actually, today's because uh, the world is crazy. But yeah. uh, hopefully uh, the French Dispatch, maybe Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Afterlife, man. I'm and uh, possibly King Richard. But yeah, for right. those of you who are oh, fans yeah. who've listened to us for a long time, you know that this is that time of year oh, yeah. where uh, all of a sudden everything will be Get se- ready. several movies a yeah. week, and awesome. uh, we'll see how that's going. But thanks for tuning in. Yeah, uh, We'll see you next week with some number of those thanks. movies. Right. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. 
All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>